Podcast, episode 16. This is Coach Alex and Audrey. And today we invite you to listen in on an interview with my inspiration from just a few years ago. On this episode, we are excited to have our second interview the very next week, talking with runners from varying backgrounds with the same goal we always have of giving you the tools and encouragement to help you in your own running journey. These episodes won't be limited to our motivation mile format, where we share all these tips in the time that it takes to run a mile, but instead we'll give our guests a bit more time to share their story. All right, Audrey. So you know the struggle and the pain that I've had this last week, right? Yes. No, I'm not injured. Well, I don't think I am. No, I'm not injured, but this last week was horrific in terms of podcasts as far as I got a new website up, MotivateMeToRun.com, and if you want, we'd love to have you come over and check it out, and you can find all the episodes right there, and you can even sign up. There's a button on the very front page where you can be notified of every episode right when it comes out, but that wasn't the painful part. Because I moved that website from where it was before, our podcast broke, and so I had a terrible week trying to reach out to all the different podcast services, whether it was iTunes, Google, everyone, no matter who it is, and it was really tough. But you know what? I realized something a little bit later on. I realized that it was like a bad run in a training cycle. We all have bad runs. Would we agree with that? I think we all do. And I realized that when you have a bad run, you don't just stop. But you keep going and you keep going and then you will be done soon enough. But that helps build mental toughness. It helps you gain maybe more strength and more adaptation than you would have had on a good run. And it can be a really good thing in your training plan. So I had a terrible week, but I was able to go back and review some things and found some things I forgot to set up the first time. I was able to go back and set up a couple of places where I should have submitted the podcast to in the first place. And through it all, I think I came out stronger on the other side. I'm going to say that a bad time on a podcast is a lot like a bad training run. Well, Audrey, remember how last time I said that motivation comes from everywhere. And last week, I thanked you because you helped me to get outside and to enjoy running in the snow as we go out for our runs. I want to thank someone else today. And that someone else is sitting across the table from me. His name is Chris. Five years ago, I started just over five years ago. In fact, in the same month that we're recording this podcast in, I started my running journey. I went through a transformation where I lost over 100 pounds and I started running. Throughout that time, there were a few key people that really helped inspire me and get me to who I am today as a runner and so much more. And one of those key people that I want to thank so much is Chris. So Chris, thank you so much for coming onto our podcast. I can't wait to be able to visit and chat with you. 
Oh, thank you. So, Chris, maybe you could start off and maybe just share some of your running background. I'm not even sure how long you've been running for. Have you been running your whole life? No, I actually, when my first experience started running is when I was in high school and I was on a wrestling team in ninth grade. And they have you run for 30 minutes every every day. The next year, I did not show up to wrestling because I did not like running, which is kind of a kicker. But you know, so it's kind of like what? Well, yeah. Uh, my sport is every other sport's punishment. Is yeah, that right? Exactly. Okay. Right? <laughs> but you know, going back, a few years went by, and I I met this this lady at my fir- my second job uh, when I worked at the airport at Starbucks, and she was a marathon runner, and I I talked to her. And I have occasional chats with her. And I, I remember this one time she came back after a race and she sounded pretty beat up and she was talking about, oh man, my immune system's down, is going down after running a marathon. I need to replenish and make sure I don't get sick. But in the next few days she did get sick, which is sort of kind of funny. But in, 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 the, in the back of my head, you know, I, I thought to myself, you know what, I can do that. But I, it really, it really did not click in my head until like probably a few years later when I, when I really started started running and I, I left that, that current job. Yeah. So she was kind of an inspiration for you and you just thought to yourself, that's something that you could do. And eventually you got to that point where you started doing it. Correct. So, so how did you start running? Do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, sure. When I left the, the Starbucks job and I, I, I started working at gas station at Sap Brothers and I, I lived in Midwest Valley that time. At that time I, we had car troubles and so forth, kind of, kind of new, I was kind of younger, so I'd take the bus to work and then going to work, I would just get dropped off. I would start walking to work from that drop point and then it, all of a sudden I just started running. And then at that point, it just gained and gained traction and, and it didn't stop. Wow, that is really cool. And I know something that no one else knows yet that's listening to this, but you have run a ton of races and you've run a ton of different types of races as well. Maybe share with us some of your racing experience. Well, I, I can start off, you know, about my first racing experience, which, well, I'll never forget. It was back in 2006. I ran my first marathon. I ran the Salt Lake Marathon. I attempted probably to do it a couple years prior, but when I started training, I sprained my ankle a few mm. different times, which kind of delayed me. I was thinking about it, and I'm glad I did sprain my ankles because then it gave me time to research. Yeah. It gave me time to train properly, to get into a groove to run, to weight train. My first marathon is still my best today. Really? Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. You know, I I think there's so much that you're sharing here that's in so many different areas of life. When you start running, you're not going to have everything figured out. You're not going to have your training plan figured out and what it should be for you. You're not going to know what you should be doing as far as your nutrition. You're probably not going to have a very good idea on your form but it's just a matter of going and doing all that research, listening to podcasts like this, hopefully, reading articles on the web, and having other runners that you can go to and run with and be able to talk to. And I think that's something that was very motivational for me when I started five years ago. It wasn't just having internet resources, and because I had done a lot of internet research when I started. But being able to have someone you could go to and talk to, ask questions of, you know, I have this feeling in my calf. Is this normal? 
those kind of questions. And, and again, we can do that in Facebook groups and there's a lot we can do, which is so amazing. But having someone you can go talk to and ask those kinds of questions is, I think, a very critical thing. And you've really done a lot as far as helping in our current company, because we both work at the same company. You have done a lot helping new runners via some of the programs. Can you share a little bit about that as well? Yeah, we've we've done quite a few different programs. You know, Couch to 5K, you know, my, my good friend, Annette Frainer, she she kind of headed that. And then we kind of created our, our running group, which is Run to Be Strong. Running is is mental mental toughness. Yeah. And anybody that runs should should know we our mind plays tricks on us when we run. And you just got to drown out those voices. It was just a couple of weeks ago when we were sharing some of the top books that we had read back in 2019. My first book I mentioned was the David Goggins book. And I can't remember the name of the book right now. I'll, I'll have it in the show notes. He was mentioning, obviously, as a Navy SEAL. But he mentioned that it had probably been in the last six months, he had only ran three miles. And he went out. Now, I don't recommend this. And in his audio book, he says he doesn't recommend this as well. But he went out and ran a 100-mile race because he was trying to prepare to run in Badwater, which is a 135-mile race through Death Valley in July. I'm not sure if I need to say anything else. He talked a lot about that mental toughness. You were sharing about how essentially the mind, the body can do so much more that the mind is really a governor where it limits you. And I think you were mentioning just as we were chatting a, a little bit before we started this podcast about a race that you were a little bit under trained for. Can you maybe share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I did Squaw Peak a few years ago. And I, usually I can complete almost any race without training. This particular race, if you don't put in the miles – and put in the time on your feet, you have problems. But that day, maybe you should share in, with us. Squaw in, Peak. How long is that distance? A 50, fifty miler. A run. fifty miler, guys. Yeah. Okay, so he's running a fifty miler. So and about ahead. eight eight thousand and ten thousand feet of vertical climbing. Wow. But I, I did get a fifty k in. But and at that point, I wasn't going to make the cutoff. I, I just had a horrible day. I had bad time with my shoes. I had a bad time with the elevation, and I, I had swelling issues. I kind of had hydration issues. I never had so many issues on a race before in my life. Mm. And when I got past the last aid station to get to the cutoff, I couldn't push off my feet because of bad blistering, bad shoes. I think probably it was more to do with my, my trail shoes and I, and probably more, more than anything, I didn't put enough time on my feet to prepare my feet for or all that work. Wow. You are also a pacer for a local pace group. Can you share first, what is a pacer? And then maybe share with us how you got involved with that. And if someone wanted to become involved as a pacer, what would you recommend that they do to be able to start pacing? Well, first, when I ran my first marathon, they had pacers. And I'm like, okay, I see these guys holding up signs. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with this guy. I, I picked the 340 group for my first marathon. and That's extremely the, impressive, the guy, by the way. The guy was amazing through the whole race and gave me pure motivation. And then the last... Last two miles, you know, when you hit that curve, when, when everything hurts, you, you don't want to go. Right. But my last two miles, believe it or not, were my fastest. And wow. I blew out the pacer. <laughs> so and so instead of the 340, I ended up with like a three 338 time. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got a couple minutes off without staying with the pacer. But the pacer guy was super awesome. And I thought to myself, you know what? I want to do that. 
I, you know, I, I didn't get around to it for a while because that was back in 2006 because I kind of only stuck with, you know, the one marathon rule for a year for a long time. And then until probably back in 2012, I started running a lot more. And then I got to know uh, quite a few people on Facebook and I saw these groups that I went on group runs with. And then all of a sudden I saw, saw these different pace groups and I was like, you know, I'm going to start pacing. There's a few different pace groups I pace for now. That's awesome. That is really cool. So I have to say, Chris, I don't want you to ever talk to my wife and tell her about the one marathon a year rule because I'm trying to tell her there's a four marathon per year rule, but we'll just keep it at that. Well, <laughs> no, my, my rule now is is if you're running a marathon, only race it hard once a year. And all I, the other marathons, you just run for fun. I agree with that. I agree <laughs> 100%. Well, there's something else that's really special that I've been following you on Facebook and you even have a Facebook group that I'm going to be sharing in our show notes as well. I want you to share with us what that special thing is. Well, I've been running with my daughter for quite quite a bit of time now. She's autistic and nonverbal and she she does not stay still. The only time she does stay still is if she's in a running stroller or if she's in a car. She just she loves the thrill of moving. So, you know, I've, I've been running with her for a long time with me and my dog. We usually go out for walks when I get off work. This time of year is a little bit harder than spring months and so forth to do it. But that's kind of how I kind of buffer and stay stay in shape with those tight type of runs with pushing her. But as as she's gotten bigger, um, I, I had to invest last year and get a, a special needs stroller so I can start racing with her. That's really cool. And you've shared some really neat pictures and her smile as well as you're racing with her. It seems like she's just loving that time, that moving time with dad. Yeah. I, you know, I was I was kind of unsure with doing their, our first race with her last year with, when I ran Mount Nebo Half Marathon with her last year. And it was amazing. The first three to four miles, she, it was, she was just screaming with joy. It was just like shrills of joy. <laughs> and then she would like get out almost like she was about to fall out of her stroller oh. leaning lean over and looking at all the runners and she kept on looking back the whole time i was so built up with emotions i, I tried to collect myself <laughs> not not crying because i just it was never seen such joy out of her it was it was amazing wow so. it sounds like it's been such a joyous time that you have had we'll be sharing your facebook group as well in our show notes just so people can come join along and see more of those runs that you have with your daughter well, thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Well, Chris, we're going to be moving straight into our final three questions. But before we do that, I want to hear a word from our sponsor. So this week, again, if you've been listening in the last two weeks, we are sponsored by Audible. And I am excited to share with you. In fact, I think I shared last week that I was on book number four. And Audrey, I am just about ready to finish my fourth audiobook. And what I'm really excited about is I'm hoping that next week I can share with you all how I got my $20 Amazon gift card just because I listened to three books at least three hours in length by March 3rd. And if you are listening to this right now, you can tell we're way before March 3rd. So you have more than enough time, whether it be on your commute, as you're doing your dishes, whatever it is that you might be doing or even better, on a run, you can get out there, listen to your three audiobooks, and get a $20 Amazon gift card yourself. So come on over to MotivateMeToRun.com slash 016 and find out more information. 
All right, Chris. Well, we have three questions that we want to ask every guest that we interview. So, Audrey, how about you take the first? What has been your favorite race? My favorite race? I've had so many, but I would say probably my first half Ironman, St. George half Ironman. It was a beautiful race. It was nice and hot. It was challenging. So maybe share a little bit more. It was challenging. The triathlon for, I know that most people already know, it's going to be swim, bike, and run. Correct. So which is your most challenging and which one is your most fun? Well, most challenging, of course, is a swim. Oh, yeah. Because when I when I originally did it, I I had a month notice. Jim oh, Bramble, wow. um, one, one of my good <laughs> running friends, you know who he is. Yes, I do. He He came up to me. He goes, you should join us. I'm like... I don't know. I'm not ready. He says, I'll pay for it. I'm like, okay, don't twist my arm. <laughs> well, if he's going don't to twist, twist your arm that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. So he, 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 he was generous. He paid for it because those races aren't cheap. Right. And, but I had a month to get ready for the swim. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to do this? I'm like, I'm just going to have to paddle on my back the whole time, which, which I did. And <laughs> I, I didn't make the cutoff. I did, did the swim in 55 minutes. The bike, I had to rent a bike because I didn't have a bike. So I, I did I did it on a bike rental, and then <laughs> and then I, then the, the the running course of course is where I get my my traction because yeah those first two sports and after that long ride I was like boom and then the run and that that St George half um, Ironman is a uphill and downhill course plus it was really really hot that year it was oh. it was a scorcher but it was it was challenging I think if it, for me just trying something new after all my races I've done. And then just, it was way off something I'd, I hadn't done before at that point in my racing career. That's really amazing. Well, Audrey, I, I try to tell your mom that she should be very thankful that I run and not race triathlons because I save her so much money because I don't have to buy the bike. I only have to buy my running shoes and lots of shoes, right? So she should be so happy so, Cass, if you're listening right now, you can have a big smile on your face as you're shaking your head. So, I'll ask you the second question, Chris. What would be your favorite running tip to share? I think my favorite running tip is either never skip your long run. Out of any run of the week, mm. never skip that. It doesn't ma- matter. Always try to get that in. And the second one probably is never skip a Monday because that starts your week out right, just right off the bat. That's awesome. Okay, Audrey. Last question is, what's your next race and when will it be? Well, I've been skipping over a few different races. Uh, it's kind of hit and miss because I've done every single race, but I am going to be pacing Ogden Half in May. I've talked about doing a 30K with a couple of my running friends down in Moab. So I'm thinking probably doing that in March. But, you know, my season's pretty much open yet, other than I do plan on doing Squaw Peak 50 Miler, but I'm trying to get up, back up back up to par my mileage and my hours up. Well, that's awesome. So that race that you mentioned earlier that you weren't able to finish, you're going to go out and get redemption. That's right. So this will be your redemption race. Yes, it will. All right, Audrey. Well, I am so excited because I've had so much fun chatting with Chris. There's been so much that he shared and inspired us. Again, Chris, I just can't tell you and share with you enough how much you have inspired me in my own running journey. I really think there's so much to be said that the running community is made up of the best people because we're all out there. We're all sharing the same goals. We all are enjoying the same race and we're just having a blast while we do it, helping one another out. 
Well, we encourage you to come over to our Facebook group, Motivate Me to Run. We also invite you to come check out our website, MotivateMeToRun.com. And again, we'd invite you to come over and subscribe to our list. So that way you can be notified each time we release a new episode. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Audrey, for being on here as well. And we look forward to chatting with you guys all next week. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.